Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Bhariyar Kli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In today's program, this all began with a race uh, 16 years ago uh, in Mojave Desert in California in 2005. Subsequently, in 2005, uh, the 3D LiDAR was invented, which uh, would then come to revolutionize uh, the autonomous industry as we know today. That's after these headlines. Byju's, India's most valued startup, is discovering the real cost of acquiring White Hat Junior, a server that mostly contained data about White Hat Junior students, parents and teachers, including email addresses, phone numbers and account reset information, was left exposed TechCrunch reports. The server, belonging to SalesKin.ai, a startup that provides customer relationship technology to companies like Baizu's, was left unprotected since at least June 14th, according to historical data provided by Shodan, a search engine for exposed devices and databases. Because the server was without a password, anyone could access the data inside. Security researcher Anurag Sen found the exposed server and asked TechCrunch for help in reporting it to the company, according to the Tech News site. The server was pulled offline a short time after TechCrunch contacted SalesKin.ai on Tuesday. Didi Chushi, China's ride-hailing company, went public yesterday in the biggest US share offering by a Chinese company since Alibaba debuted in 2014. Didi shares ended 1% higher than its initial public offering price of $14 a share in the company's first day of trading in New York at $14.14. The stock had climbed nearly 30% to a high of $18 in intraday trading. Didi, which is an investor in Indian startups including ride-hailing company Ola and hotel rooms booking company Oyo, raised $4.4 billion from the stock sale, making it the largest Chinese IPO in the United States since Alibaba's $25 billion offering in 2014, according to D-Logic. At yesterday's closing price, Didi is valued at nearly $70 billion. Starlink, Elon Musk's low-Earth orbit satellite network, is on track to being broadband internet everywhere in the world except the polar regions by August, Bloomberg reports. Musk's space exploration technologies has launched more than 1,500 satellites so far and has Starlink operations in about a dozen countries, the billionaire entrepreneur said during the presentation of the Mobile World Congress conference on Tuesday. SpaceX's total investment in the network will be between $5 billion and $10 billion before cash flow is positive, he said. Some $20 billion to $30 billion may be needed in the longer term to maintain Starlink's competitive position, Musk added. The service, which has more than 69,000 active users, may reach half a million in the next 12 months, he said, according to the Bloomberg report. Zipline has raised $250 million in funding, a California-based drone company that has made a name for itself delivering vaccines and medicines in Africa, said in a press release yesterday. The funding values the seven-year-old company at $2.75 billion, according to multiple media reports. New investors include Fidelity, Intercorp, Emerging Capital Partners and Reinvent Capital, alongside ongoing support from leading investors Bailey Gifford, Temasek and Catalyst Ventures, Zipline said. Apple has started releasing the public beta versions of its much-anticipated iOS 15 software for iPhones, iPads, and version 8 of watchOS for Apple Watches. These are free to download and install, unlike the developer versions which need developer accounts with Apple, which also released the second developer beta yesterday. If you're curious about iOS 15, it might be worth installing it on a second device and not on your primary iPhone. Swiggy's chief operating officer Vivek Sundar is leaving Economic Times reports, citing an email from CEO Sri Harsha Majeti, 
which the paper has seen. Majati himself will take over Sundar's responsibilities from October, according to ET. Sundar joined the company three years ago after 20 years at Procter & Gamble. He had been responsible for expanding Swiggy's food delivery business and its foray into groceries, the newspaper reports. India's engineering workforce has been an attraction for foreign companies to set up base here for a fairly long time. In recent years, however, an increasing number of highly specialized tech companies are also starting operations here, tapping both the local talent and the local market. Velodyne LIDAR, a San Jose-based market leader in advanced LIDAR technologies, is one such company, which has just opened its India Design Center in Bangalore. Parthan Arasimhan, the company's VP of Engineering and MD in India, spoke about the company's plans for the center in developing its products for a host of applications, including autonomous vehicles and driver assist systems. Here's more from that conversation. Uh, so Partha, it's uh, uh, exciting to learn uh, that Velodyne, I guess it's a market leader in LiDAR technology and uh, you're opening its, uh, you, or you have opened uh, its India Design Center in uh, Bangalore. Yeah, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you for making time for this. For folks uh, who may be unfamiliar with uh, Velodyne's work, and I count myself among them, tell us a bit about the company. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me here, Harry. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, initially, you know, to understand the core technologies uh, that we are known for, Harry, uh, let's trace a little bit of history. Um, interestingly, this all began with a race uh, 16 years ago uh, in Mojave Desert uh, in California in 2005. The sensors for autonomous vehicles began when uh, the founder entered a vehicle in the DARPA Grand Challenge, which was basically a driverless car race. Uh, the goal was to encourage development of fully autonomous ground vehicles there. Subsequently, uh, in 2005, uh, the 3D LiDAR was invented, which uh, would then come to revolutionize uh, the autonomous industry as we know today. And moving further along, uh, by the time the next DARPA Urban Challenge arrived, our sensor was mounted atop five of the six uh, vehicles that finished. And uh, with this, the world's first commercial production of uh, real-time 3D LiDAR started. And uh, since then, we have been uh, world leaders in developing a whole range of LiDARs, uh, both surround sound, uh, surround sensors, rotational LiDARs, and uh, more recently, uh, what is called directional solid-state LiDARs and uh, associated software solutions. Uh, we have a pretty broad portfolio uh, with superior software-driven solutions. And uh, for example, let's take the example of, uh, let's say, Velabit, which is our most recent smallest sensor, uh, brings uh, very high levels of versatility and affordability uh, to the LiDAR perception. So, and all of this is in conjunction with our uh, Vela software uh, that brings uh, uh, level four, level five technology to consumer vehicle uh, safety. Uh, it, it might be uh, useful to uh, add a little bit to, to some of the uh, more recent history that you spoke about. Uh, might even be useful for our listeners if you explain sort of uh, the basics of uh, what LiDAR is and how interests originally started in it, I mean, my own understanding is fairly rudimentary. You you shine light on something, you measure the time it takes to come back, and that tells you that gives you some idea of how you can act on that. Correct. Uh, maybe you can give us a bit of a history of how it originally started and how interest has increased. Sure, sure. 
absolutely um so lidar stands for uh, light detection and ranging um, as you said um, you know in general everyone's familiar with radar uh, study this in school uh, which uses radio waves and basically lidar uses lasers photons of light um these photons are sent from a source um they get reflected back from the surrounding objects and the time taken for the flight is uh, then measured which is then translated to a to a 3d view of our surroundings um it's like you know spraying paint all over your environment right and then understanding the contours of the objects around us and what this does is uh this gives us ability to to measure the environment it is it has its own light source which is the laser uh and is able to understand the environment in low lighting conditions in in fairly adverse weather conditions etc when compared to other sensors and uh, you you mentioned uh, uh, real time 3d surround sound and also solid state uh, lidars uh, can you talk about a bit about that and uh maybe in the context of what the main products and technologies that Velodyne is now known for sure um traditionally uh, this this revolution started with uh, rotational lidars which are mechanical spinning systems which spin about 10 revolutions per second and gets a 360 degree view of the environment um as we move forward in innovation um we have developed Uh, what is called a solid state lidar which is uh, basically uh, the ability to understand the environment through uh, asics and other aspects and this will help uh, to reduce the cost envelope the size of the radar and also increase the performance the range and the ability to see the environment more precisely and and these are our latest offerings and uh, we'll talk a little bit more uh about how these play a role here and uh, what are the big trends in autonomous vehicles today that you see and uh, what is the role that velodyne plays in in this ecosystem sure um you know today's autonomous trends um uh, can be are popularly acronymed as case uh c stands for connected a for autonomous s for uh, shared subscription models and uh, e for electric and two of the areas where uh, we play a significant role here are the autonomous and the connected part um, but before i you know go over the autonomous vehicles uh, and the part we play um, let me uh, step back a little bit and and share the trends that we see across the industry right uh, and this is not just autonomous you know this is areas such as delivery uh, mapping robotics um autonomous security and uh, and uh, even smart cities right so uh, if you'd allow me i'll just go over some of these aspects before we touch upon autonomous yeah so the the first thing is on delivery it's interesting here uh, that the auto- automation of the supply chain uh, is being driven by as we know a significant growth in e-commerce right we are seeing lots of traction on a variety of different segments uh, related to basically getting you know food from the farm to the table 
and uh, products from factories to our doorstep. And um, we've seen a lot of technologies where LiDAR is being used. That's on delivery. The next is mapping. Um, there are multitude of use cases here, you know, mapping our environment and uh, using that to provide real-time assessment and monitoring capabilities is, is invaluable. Uh, for example, uh, uh, LiDAR helps you get into places which are not safer for humans to go to, right? Such as mines and dredging. Some of the practical examples that uh, our customers use cases are. The third is um, robotics and industrial. And this is one of our popular use cases. You know, companies in uh, this segment are automating virtually everything, you know, from heavy construction machinery to airborne drones that uh, again, delivers packages to our doorsteps, right? And the fourth, you know, interesting example we see is uh, autonomous security. Uh, you'd have seen uh, robots, you know, around our uh, environment patrolling and uh, securing our spaces through our sensors. And some of the recent products we have announced uh, fit uh, very well into this space. And uh, finally, before we talk about autonomous vehicles, uh, I mentioned about smart and connected cities. Um, you know, this basically includes uh, intelligent intersections where a LIDAR is placed to help advanced people monitoring, parking and traffic management. And uh, you know, this technology can be used to monitor public and retail spaces. It provides uh, valuable uh, real-time data and analytics, and analytics uh, without violating individual privacy. Um, this gives a clear edge over camera solutions because camera solutions uh, are able to uh, detect the humans. Here, it detects the humans without violating the privacy. Right? So these are some of the outside autonomous uh, trends. And um, you know, finally, coming to the autonomous part, uh, it basically is divided into two. One is the ADAS systems, which is uh, autonomous driver assistance systems. And the second part is uh, complete autonomous driving. Now, on the ADAS space, uh, we very closely work with a number of global manufacturers for mass production of LiDAR for, for this system. And we here we believe that uh, the winning solution here should have the right performance and uh, cost combination, which uh, we have seen many customers in this area. On the autonomous vehicle front, uh, interestingly, we are a number of offerings such as uh, our recent Valerie H800 that delivers newer levels of safety, navigation, and uh, collision uh, avoidance. The, finally, the other subcategory here uh, is robotaxis, uh, which belong to the shared vehicle segment. Uh, and with LiDAR's advantages on range, precision, and ability to work under low light conditions, uh, we have made significant inroads into the segment too. And this is one of the very popular trends that we see. And so, yeah, these are some of the trends that we have seen. Hi, I know that uh, uh, Hyundai and uh, Ford are among some of your investors. Uh, uh, can you briefly tell us about some of your biggest customers who are using your technology in their vehicles? Yeah, uh, the use cases are are are, um, are unimaginable, uh, and it's very exciting for us that uh, customers across all of these different areas that I spoke of 
um, and and we have diverse projects across multiple industries um, in ADAS, AV, uh, delivery systems, mapping, and robotics and industrial and smart cities. And, um, and we continue to proliferate uh, LiDAR into many of these segments. Uh, and, and you've now uh, recently opened an India design center. Uh, can you talk about why and uh, what will be the contribution of the center? Sure, uh, it's, it's, it's very exciting. Um, so as you can see, uh, Hari, uh, there are a number of areas where Veladine LiDAR plays a pivotal role as I explained in the, as a primary sensing mechanism. Now, each of these areas have uh, different use cases and slightly different architectures uh, and slightly different products and performance and price points. Now, naturally, you know, this translates to a, a large number of leads and projects that we need to grow our engineering uh, teams to deliver uh, leading edge customer focused solutions. And that's another thing that, you know, we deeply engage with our customers to deliver products that uh, meet to their custom needs as we continue to deliver broad-based platforms. So as a result of it, um, you know, Bangalore, as we all know, has a very rich ecosystem across uh, automotive, robotics, electric vehicles, and uh, software space to tap into. Uh, there is also good talent space on semiconductor and ASIC that augurs well for our uh, next generation products. So hence the location uh, positions Veradine to tap into this rich ecosystem. And uh, we hope to develop uh, very good auto-grade products uh, that will scale to meet customer needs. The, finally, the other aspect uh, is uh, the design center also enables Veradine to closely work with the many automotive development centers and uh, engagement opportunities in uh, India. Uh, any any hiring numbers that you can share at this point? So um, absolutely, you know we are uh, razor focused, or uh, maybe I should say laser focused, <laughs> on um, growing our engineering talent team across the many areas of lidar product development. You know some namely um, hardware, FPGA, software, board design, systems engineering, and ASIC. Um, there are other areas which is very rich in talent space here. Uh, we hope to leverage, which is uh, perception software, sensor fusion, functional safety, and uh, cybersecurity, to name a few. Um, so, and and also we we also plan to engage with universities moving forward to proliferate adoption, engage in um, meaningful industry university programs to foster R and D for some of our next generation technologies. And uh, Velodyne is it's almost a 40-year-old company. Can you talk about uh, any existing partnerships in India with any large automakers or other companies and any potential ones? There, there are, there are uh, a lot of leads that we are working on. Um, and uh, there will be uh, some public releases that will come out in the near future. If you kind of look at India broadly as a market uh, for LiDAR technologies and in particular for uh, your products and services, uh, uh, how does India look to you today? How is it uh, evolving? That's a, that's a very good question. Uh, and, you know, interestingly, there is, uh, there is a lot happening in India 
uh, in this front. You know, the opportunities uh, remain uh, consistent and similar to global trends, uh, which is, you know, automating transport of goods, transport of people safely, and uh, needing to establish uh, smart infrastructure in cities. And now, you know, take an example of smart cities mission in India, for example, right? There is a renewed effort by the Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs to update our infrastructure. Um, as you are aware, this is planned over 100 cities, um, over 5,000 proposed projects by Government of India. So as an example here, um, adding LiDAR sensors and intelligence to the infrastructure can make cities safer, smarter, and, um, and more productive um, without violating uh, personal privacy. In, in, in both smart cities and robotics, we see a lot of opportunities to not sell hardware, but also complete solutions to add value to our ecosystem and partners. So this is uh, you know, an example on smart city. Uh, we can then you know, think of electrification, right? Um, electrification revolution is happening in India. There are reports that state that uh, around 21 states and even territories are now incentivizing EVs to make them affordable. This opens up a lot of OVMs to do uh, a lot of investment here. And um, uh, we have seen LiDAR in consumer vehicles being accelerated by such new EV players in the space uh, who are adopting LiDAR and advanced safety technology at a rate that is uh, far outpacing the traditional OVMs. And finally, transport of goods, we see more and more sensor technologies, um, interest and use here in drones for uh, folkl industrial forklifts and you know, food delivery partners that are uh, very proliferant here in India. And um, using robotics to deliver medical supplies and goods in a zero touch environment, uh, uh, makes society safer in this post-COVID uh, world, and uh, we see it as a very real opportunity. Um, yeah, so these are some of the market technologies we can we are excited about in India. If you throw the story forward uh, a few years, I don't know three to five years, can you talk about uh, how the role of the India Design Center might evolve? Uh, I mean, whatever you can talk about at this point. Sure. Um, you know, while we are focused on uh, our immediate next steps, uh, we've also mapped and thought about a plan for a, for a, uh, for a relatively longer term. Um, Hari, in addition to research and development, uh, the center will focus uh, and foster customer and partner opportunities in India for LiDAR-based solutions. Veladine um, has a strong focus in enabling safer mobility to save lives and prevent injuries for all roadway users including vehicles, pedestrians, and bicyclists. Thus, we are uh, incredibly excited about the opportunity that's presenting itself in bringing LiDAR-based safety and automation to Indian market and roads. Uh, we plan to closely establish partnership opportunities to proliferate safety by usage of LiDARs in a wide variety of solutions uh, for Indian market. Okay, uh, Partha, fantastic to learn about uh, a truly high-tech company that is now expanding with the center uh, to India. Thank you so much again for making time for this uh, and, and we hope to keep the conversation going. Great, yeah, uh, my pleasure. Um, I had a great time interacting with you. Uh, these are 
incredibly exciting times where uh, we are creating the future and the future is now so <laughs> looking forward thank you that was partha narasimhan that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts at forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arakli thank you for listening